you're about to listen to a message by Pastor Ikena Okeke of the Father's Church. Please join Pastor Ikena Okeke and be blessed. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Good evening and welcome to Kingdom Keys. Praise the Lord. This is the day that the Lord had made and we are already rejoicing, aren't we? And we are glad. Praise the Lord. Because he is the only living God. All the others that men bow before are created. He made them all and they exist for his pleasure. Praise our God. Amen. Those online, good evening. And I trust you're doing well where you are. We are doing wonderful here. The praise and the worship was beautiful. Am I right? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Okay, this evening we, we want to continue from where we began our meditation on Sunday. And on Sunday we looked at the gospel of Mark chapter 5 and we read from verse 21 to 43. And we saw in that account, we saw how the multitudes were pressing around Jesus and we saw two persons being distinguished in that multitude the first person we saw was Jairus who had approached Jesus with a demand do you imagine that the rest of the multitude who were you know thronging around Jesus didn't have needs they all had needs but they did not discern their needs most of them probably came because this was what was trending. Jesus was trending. You know, this is what is going on now. And, you know, they just pushed around him. But the Bible says in verse 22 of the text, it says, And behold, one of the rulers of the synagogue came, Jairus by name. And when he saw him, he fell at his feet and begged him earnestly, saying, My little daughter lies at the point of death. Come and lay your hands on her that she may be healed and she will live. We see this man coming with a purpose. I pray that tonight as you have come here and as you are watching online or whenever you are going to watch, that there will be a purpose in your heart that you may discern your need. Because the one we serve is the living God. Praise the Lord. The one we serve is the almighty God. He is the multi-breasted God. He's omnipotent, he's omnipresent, and he's what? Omniscient. He's all of that and more. He's a God who introduced himself as the I am that I am. He's the I am. Everything that there is, everything that there could be, he is more than sufficient. Praise the Lord. So Jairus discerned his need, and we know the end of the story. His daughter was healed and was made whole. Praise God. We also saw that as he was on that journey, another person met him also. And this was amongst the multitude. Okay? And this woman, the Bible tells us a bit of history. Her situation has been deteriorating for 12 good years. Getting, going from bad to worse, to worse, to worsest, to extremely worstest, you know, until she was... The weakest, she was the poorest, she was the most abandoned. But this woman, something ignited her faith. Okay, and this thing that touched her made her say, I will go and see this Jesus. It wasn't an easy journey. 
if the multitude was pressing on, on one man, you can imagine a weakened woman, a weakened woman pressing in to touch. But we know the testimony that the moment she touched Jesus, what happened? Her flow of blood, her problem was solved immediately. I pray that somebody's problem will be solved tonight in the name of Jesus. Because Jesus is also passing by. Praise the Lord. He's passing by. His word is coming to you and you receive it. You will experience it in the name of Jesus. Okay? So we want to come to the particular verse. Or rather, let's read from 34. Let's read from 34. Where Lord Jesus discharged the woman with issue of blood and said to her, Daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your affliction. 35 says, While he was still speaking, some came from the ruler of the synagogue's house who said, This is saying to Jairus, Now your daughter is dead. Why trouble the teacher any further? And based on this scripture, we realize that there is no information that is neutral. Every information is coming with a purpose, with an intent. And we saw that these people could have just said, your daughter is dead, and added to his normal information. But they brought advice, they brought opinion, they brought persuasion. They said, give up. Every information, everything you're hearing is either saying to you, give up or stay strong. I pray that you believe the report of the Lord. Praise the Lord. The songwriter says, whose report would you believe? I will believe the report of the Lord. I trust you will believe the report of the Lord. Amen. And when we look at the things that are happening in our world, they're saying to us, give up. That's why there's so much despair. There's so much frustration. There's so much depression because people are listening to the world. But if you listen to the voice of the spirit, it says, behold, I do what? A new thing. Shall you not know it? God is doing something new in your life in the name of Jesus. And with the eyes of faith and with the ears of faith and with a heart filled with faith, you will receive it and experience in the name of Jesus. So they said, give up. But the Bible says, our Lord Jesus, the moment he heard the word, he said to the same man, do not be afraid. Only believe. Only believe. The account in Luke will say, as soon as he said to, to him, do not be afraid, only believe. And that's where we want to, you know, continue tonight. Because I don't know what it is you are seeing. I don't know what it is you are hearing. I don't even know what that thing that you're pursuing, what that commission, that assignment, what that mountain, whatever it is that is before you. I don't know whatever it may be. But the word of the Lord is saying to us today, do not be afraid what only believe. I want to go from there and look at this word only believe. Okay, do not be afraid, only believe. Now, if you look at it on the surface, it says only believe. And the word only implies simply believe, isn't it? So you can say simply believe. Or you don't need to add anything to it, just believe, okay? And it also means believe only. That's believe, don't add anything to it. Praise the Lord. You know how it is when, how many of us write checks, right? There's a generation now that is coming up that may never write checks. But when checks are written, no matter the amount, you can write five naira check. And what will it be? Five naira only. Why? Because what you're requesting to be paid is five naira and nothing on top. Praise the Lord. But do you know that if you also write a check for a billion naira, it will be one, a billion naira 
only. Praise the Lord. So you see the word only can be used in different ways. So it might appear to us that because only is there, it's something we should take for granted. I've been praying for you and I trust you're praying for yourself that you believe indeed. Praise the Lord. Because we, we started on Sunday by saying that the church, they, they identified themselves as believers. Christian was a label given to them. They identify themselves as believers. And the thing about the believer is that you can be a believer in past tense. You see, there can be alumni of Christians. You see, when you say we used to attend the same church, he's a Christian. Okay, but you cannot say he's a believer now by what happened 10 years ago. Your believing has to be present participle. It has to be continuously continuous. I get what I'm saying. Your believing 15 years ago cannot stand for you. But you can say, I attended, I gave my life to Christ, I was ordained a bishop, I was ordained a pastor. Ah, in those days, when I was SU, when I used to do rural rugged evangelism, when this and this and that happened. That is wonderful for the labels, praise the Lord. You know, as I stand here now, I'm, I'm a chartered accountant, okay? And that is what I have as label. But if you give me your books to balance, they'll become unbalanced because I'm no longer currently... Uh-huh. It's not there. Just like, you know, there are many medical doctors who have also quit. So it is that about the believing. The believing has to be constant every moment. You must be believing now to qualify as a believer. Praise God. So we see that only believe and we must interrogate it to make sure it enters into us so that we believe now, we believe tomorrow until Jesus comes, we'll be in the place of what? Faith in the place of believing. Amen. So if we take that, we'll see that it's not a word we can just, you know, jump or gloss over. In Mark 9, Mark chapter 9, a few chapters for 23, our Lord Jesus addressing the man who had come to him to say, Master, if you can do anything, just see how you can help my child. Our Lord Jesus responded and said to the man, well, If you can believe, all things are possible to him who believes. So Jesus, our Lord Jesus here, in this other place, said only believe. But when somebody says, if you can, then it's not something that you should gloss over. It means that there is an effort. Praise the Lord. It's not cheap. Because this man at this point was not believing, obviously. For him to say to the master, we read of the woman four chapters before then, who says, if I can touch just the hem of his garment, I'll be made whole. Then now see four chapters, many days after, many weeks after, maybe a year after, we'll see a man coming saying to the same Jesus, if you can, that's I want to try, you may walk. So Jesus said to this man, you have work what to do. And the work you have to do is what? The work of going to get yourself to believe. Thank God it was a quick walk because the man responded quickly and we saw that Jesus handled the situation. I pray that we will respond as well in Jesus' name. What I'm trying to take from there is that believing is not a walkover. Praise the Lord. Believing is not a walkover. Say believing is not a walkover. Uh-huh. In fact, to help us quickly, John chapter 6, verse 29. John chapter 6, verse 29. Okay, let's read 29. We'll still get the context. Everybody is on the screen. John 6, 29. What does it say? Jesus answered and said to them, this is the work of God. Stop there. Jesus answered and said to them, what? This is the work of God. Okay? 
You know, this year we started by talking about work, which is easy. Then he now says, this is the work of God. This is the labor in it. What is it? That you believe in him whom he sent. What I'm trying to say, brothers and sisters, is that there are not many who are believing. But you must be in that number because you are amongst the remnant in the name of Jesus Christ. This is the work of God. Now, go back to 26 so we just get a context from there and then we move. Yeah, John 6, 26. Jesus answered and said to them, Most assuredly I say to you, you seek me, not because you saw the signs, but because you ate of the loaves and were filled. Okay, so these people saw signs and actually ate the loaves. Then 27 says, do not labor for the food which perishes. So these people are already what? Laboring. They are making effort. He says, but for the food which what? Endures to everlasting life, which the Son of Man will give you, because God the Father has set his seal on him. It was based on this that they now said to him, okay, give us, just conclude this matter. What shall we do that we may work the works of God. Praise God. These people had made effort. They had sought for him. They had found him. And then Jesus said to them, I say to you, you're not actually seeking me because you've seen the sign. You've, not, you've, you've caught a revelation of who I am. You're seeking me just for the next meal. And then he went on and said to them, labor, put this effort that you're putting just to eat. Put this effort that you might do on discover who I am. Put this effort so that you can lay hold of eternal life. And then the people said, okay, let's cut the short story long. Okay? Yes. Uh, <laughs> you remember this one easier. Uh, okay. Uh-huh. Cut the short story long. Let, let, let's <laughs> praise God. So they said to him, okay, just tell us, what should we do that we might walk the works of God? Give us the secret. And this is the secret. One more time. Let's read it because it's key. Jesus answered and said to them, This is the work of God. That what? That you believe in him whom he sent. Praise God. Can you see that this believing is a work? It is all the work. This is the work of God. Nothing on top. That you believe. Once a man is able to become a believer indeed, you can go and sleep. You can go and sleep. You can go to rest. And that is why we don't want to take it for granted just by mentioning it. One of the things you must do is continue to check yourself. We mentioned a few checks on Sunday that the statements you make, isn't that? That the statements you make, you should check this word that I spoke. Is it a word of unbelief or is it a word of belief? It will help you know where you're standing. Your response to situations, all of that will help you. But beyond that, one thing we know is that the Bible promises us that if we ask, we shall what? Receive. So in prayer, if there is anything we're going to make a prayer point, you make a prayer point, is that Lord, help me to what? Believe indeed. Help me to believe. You see, help me to hear. Good. I'm hearing good. But help me to believe. Help me to believe. Why? Because that believing makes the entire difference. Okay? It will show where you really don't plan. And that's where the real, you know, the, the, the real matters will be decided. So our Lord Jesus said, the work of God is to believe in him. I mean, doesn't that sound too 
it's something that we need the Holy Spirit to help us, both big and small. He will help us to understand it. But what I think God has, you know, prepared for us tonight is to see ways that we can begin to measure because it's such a broad thing, such a deep thing, but we see ways that we can begin to see the things that hinder our believing so that we can put ourselves in a position where we are actually waiting on the Lord. You know, the Bible says those who wait, waiting is also believing. Those who trust is also believing. Praise the Lord. All of that. So we want to look at a few scriptures from different dimensions. And as we look at them, I trust that the Spirit of God will be navigating us to a place of believing in Jesus' name. The first thing that we are going to look at, we'll refer to the scripture on Sunday in John 10 verse 34 and 35. Where we, we, we're talking about, you know, the times we're in and all the things that are happening. And the Bible tells us, is it not written in your law? I said, you are what? You are God. And he said, if he called them gods to whom the word of God came. And look at the word in bracket. That's where I'm going to. And the scripture cannot what? Be broken. The first thing you must settle as someone who wants to believe God is that you can believe the hand of God and not believe the leg of God. You cannot separate God. Praise the Lord. You can. The scripture cannot be broken. The things of God are not a buffet. You can choose what you like. If you want to be a believer, you have to believe all. Our Lord Jesus addressing the two disciples on the road to Emma said, Why slow of heart to believe in all, all, all that the scriptures have written. That was their problem. They believed the Messiah will work miracles. They believed that they saw it. They believed that he'll be mighty indeed. That's what they told him. The prophet mighty indeed and work. They believed. But they did not believe that he'll be crucified. But the prophets also prophesied that. They did not believe he would die. If they had gone ahead to believe that he would die, then probably they would have also gone ahead to believe that he'll be raised on the third day. But because in their mind and in their hearts, they said this word, we will never believe. That's why when our Lord Jesus Christ said to Peter, said to the disciples, the son of man is going to be betrayed, to the hand, betrayed into the hands of sinful men and they'll be crucified. Peter called him aside and said, master, your faith is small. I rebuke you. Praise the Lord. And that is the type of things we like to hear in our own time. People tell us things that sound nice. Nice things are good. But you see, tell me the whole truth. Praise the Lord. Tell me what? The whole truth. So that I can take the whole thing together. Don't tell me some and hide some. Because what happens is that the ones you don't tell me, if I don't believe it, it will deny me of the ones that I like. Is someone getting me? Oh, it's so simple. If you don't take the whole, you will miss the part. So these two disciples were disoriented. They didn't know what was going on. They couldn't understand. And our Lord Jesus Christ said, why are you slow of heart to believe in all? He didn't accuse them of not believing. But they didn't believe all. So the first lesson I want to be a believer is, Lord, help me to believe in all. Praise the Lord. God loves you. God loves me. For God so loved the world that what? He gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him should what? Should not perish, but have everlasting life. Now, do you know what happened to the son of God? Sin killed him. In fact, it wasn't even the devil per se that killed Jesus. It was my sins. It was my sin. Because if he didn't come to pay for my sins, who born the devil? 
to come near him. Do you get what I'm saying? It was my sin that killed him. Now, if my sin can kill the son of God, then should I toy with sin? You see, some people don't believe the whole truth. What put him on the cross, what he carried, what made him sorrowful was that upon him was going to be put the weight of the sin of the world. And once that sin is put on him, the fellowship he had with the father in eternity past could not continue. For God is of purer eyes than to behold iniquity. The father had to withdraw from the son. That was what he was praying when he prayed, Father, if there be any other way. It wasn't just the beating. The beating is, I mean, he's the son of man. He's a full man. The Bible said he grew in stature. So I believe he must have been the man of the man. Do you understand what I'm saying? But there was something that had never happened. I and the father, is it? It's one or are one. Anyone. I and the father now one. Okay. I and the father now one from eternity past. But for a moment in time, he and the father had to be separated. Why? Because the moment sin was identified in him, the father had to withdraw. If anybody presents Christianity to you and minimizes the issue of sin, he's a liar. In fact, the Bible says he's an antichrist. Not that he's the one with horns. He's against the ministry of Christ. Because it was sin that slew him. So now that is the whole scripture. So when you come to Christianity, you must know that the love God has for you was so much that he sent his son and he allowed his son to be slain so that that sin would be withdrawn from me. If sin was not taken from me and punished on Jesus, I could never come near him. I would have been in a state of enmity, a state of rebellion. So I'm able to draw close to him now because sin has been expunged from me and laid on the cross, on Christ on the cross. So when he died, he settled the requirement and a new and living way was made for me. Praise the Lord, somebody. Now, if I have that access, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to forever cherish this new gift that is given to me, which is what is called the gift of righteousness. I could never get it on my own. So because it's the gift of righteousness, I will not toy with sin and say I have the gift. No, the gift will help me run from sin and pursue after righteousness. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? So the, the believing, when you believe, you will know. The Bible says 2 Timothy 3, 16, it says all scripture is given all by inspiration of God. All of the scripture is given and is profitable for what? Doctrine, all not the sweet ones. Not the ones to claim. You claim all of them. Praise God. Because you see, I can't say I believe you and then I only believe when you say things that I want you to say. You know simply what I believe? I believe me. I believe my remote control. So if you say what I like, I say okay. If you say what I don't like, I say no. No, no, that's not believing. To believe, I must get myself to say, Lord, whatever you say is right. That's the grade one, first, first level in believing. I must believe all. Somebody say, I believe all. And the grace is sufficient for us in Jesus' name. Amen. So, so believe in all, everything he said. The second thing that is a hindrance that hinders our believing is, you know, I've touched it in passing here, is hardness of heart. It's where the heart has become hardened. Now, a hard heart... There are so many things involved in a hard heart, but I'll just mention it and we touch the one we can touch. The one I want to start from is pride. 
Daniel 5.20. Can you please put it on the screen for us, please? Daniel 5.20. You see, if, 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 I, if I thought I knew how to do something, and I asked you to help me do it, you know that most likely I may not pay full attention to what you're saying to me. Because I'm only asking you to just have a conversation. Because at the back of my mind, I feel I know. Okay? When a man does not understand the difference between he or she and God, it's going to be very difficult to believe this God we are talking about. Do you understand? In fact, the other day, the Lord was ministering to me, and I can't remember what was happening. And I was saying, I was saying to the Lord, you know, I lie prostrate before you. And the Spirit of God said, you know, the truth is that when men say lie prostrate before me, it's for their good. Because even if you jump, you're still prostrate before me. You're so low compared to where I am. Imagine an ant saying, I'm not going to lie before you. I'm standing. Who be you? (laughs) Whether the ant stands or kneels or lies, where you are, what is it? It's on the floor. So he said to me, he said, you know, as men, we say, I lie and you, you've not done anything. He's the most high. We are the most low. But when we associate with him, he lifts us up. Praise the Lord, somebody. That's who he's so high. So he said, pride is the problem. When men, that's what the Bible says, God resists the proud, but what? Gives grace to the humble. If you don't know how much bigger God is than you, you're going to have a problem believing him. Because when he says something, he says, bring proof. When he says something, he says, but how come? Okay? So he says, but when his heart was lifted up and his spirit was what? Hardened in pride. Pride hardens the heart. He was deposed. And the danger about this is that a lot of times, sometimes we start humble. But you see, like the scripture says, when his heart was lifted up, when things begin to work for us, it's so easy for pride to get in. And someone that you had regard for, respect for, and or great honor for, all of a sudden you start wondering, what is there? I even, I even have it now. What is there? I can do it. I can say it. I can get it. I've been there. What is, you, you understand what I'm saying? What is happening then is that pride is coming in. And once that pride comes in, what will follow is what? A fall. But we're going to repent of every pride in the name of Jesus. So pride hardens the heart and makes it impossible for us to be believing. You know, our Lord Jesus Christ said we should receive the kingdom as what? As little children. It's so easy to teach little children. It's so easy. Why? Because they acknowledge that you know more than them. May we come to God with humility. Hebrews 3, 12 to 13. Hebrews 3, 12 and 13, quickly. It says, it says beware, brethren, lest there be in any of us an evil heart of unbelief in departing from the living God. But exhort one another daily while it is called today, lest one, any of us also be what? Hardened through the deceitfulness of sin. See, so, so the same hardness of heart can come through the deceitfulness of sin. This is where men have strong arguments to defend their already existing position. And they think that this argument they're making is smart. But they don't know that they're simply making this argument because of a position they're trying to cover. Praise the Lord, somebody. The sin has deceived the person, so he's standing justified, whereas he's condemned. And because of that, he cannot, the Bible says, receive with meekness the engrafted word, word, which is able to save. The word is coming to save the man, but sin has captivated him. 
He can't hear again. May the Lord deliver us in Jesus' name. Okay? So, so another thing I'll mention quickly about hardness of heart is that is an, another area that prayer is very necessary. If you have meditated on the story of Pharaoh, on Pharaoh with Moses and Pharaoh in Exodus, okay, you're going to find out that there are instances where the Bible will say God actually hardened Pharaoh's heart. May God not harden our hearts in the name of Jesus. You know? So if God will harden his heart, is he not free? No. If you read that account, if you're taking notes, let me just give you the references. So it's in Exodus 8, 15 and 32. Okay. Tells us that Pharaoh hardened his heart. You see, one of the things God is, is that God is a helper. Praise God. God is what? He helps. He helps. He helps us. So Pharaoh had already decided. He said to Moses, who is the Lord that I should answer you? Come on, get away. He was saying, me, I'm God. So God said, eh, you're God. So the position he took, he had hardened his heart. And God said, okay, let's play along. Praise the Lord. That will not be a portion in Jesus' name. May the Lord break us while there is still time. Because you know that because of the hardness of his heart, he could not turn around, even though the whole thing was clear to him. His magicians came and said to him, Pharaoh, this is none other than what? The finger of God. Yet, because his heart was hard, he couldn't. In fact, it became so interesting that after his firstborn son and that of the Egyptians had been slain, and he had let them go, because of his heart that was hardened, you see, a hardened heart cannot stop halfway until it's destroyed. If you know somebody and, you know, for, pray for that the heart will be softened. Is a, it, that is actually a place of where you can say judgment has already been passed. Because such people cannot, the only thing they will hear is sudden destruction. And the Bible says that without what? Remedy. Praise the Lord. So hardness of heart, we know how to avoid it. Be quick to repent of sin. Keep humbling yourself. Never, never allow pride to enter. Never allow your heart to be lifted up. The next one is very interesting also. It is who or what you hear. Okay? Believing will be determined by what you hear. The Bible makes us understand Romans ten seventeen. Faith comes by what? Hearing and hearing by the word of God. Okay? If I hear a lot of the word of God... By reason of uh, both osmosis and diffusion, what is going to enter inside of me? The word of God. Simple. If I hear a lot without, you know, pride, automatically I will have a lot of it soak into my spirit. But you and I know that technology has made it very difficult for us to stick only to the word of God. You know, before... Before now, let's say 40 years ago. Okay, before there was CNN. If something bad happened in the U.S., before you hear it, it will be when the, the uh, um, what are some of those magazines? Maybe uh, um, some uncle that is schooling there comes back two years after and brings a magazine. You read about it, something that happened three years ago. That's when you find it. And when you read about it, your friends haven't even heard about it. But now, as we are now, there is breaking news hitting your phone. There is gist hitting your phone. That's why divorce increased. 
in your own house, if there is no divorce, how will you be thinking of divorce? But if at every point in time you're seeing this person has divorced this person, this person has divorced this person, it's jumping in your face. You have not, you have nobody in your neighborhood has had divorce. But the news is jumping in your face. What is going to happen is that it becomes a word. It dilutes the word in your ears. So before you know, that's what happened in Nigeria when women started killing their husbands. These are things that are never heard. But all of a sudden, it trends. So this person said, this one killed with knife. The other one killed with machete. The other one killed. Then they, they were even adding some. Now kill and cut into pieces. They're cut into suya. Because their own news had to advance a little more than the other one. You see, it's hearing. That is why as believers, the truth is this. If you can control the news, the bad news, or let's not call it bad, the regular news you hear, or better still, just make sure you hear more of the word of God than you hear of the word of the world, you will be safe. Your believing will be easier. Are you getting what I'm saying? Your believing will be easier. And then if you have people, friends, family, whoever there, that are constantly supplying you, with the bad news. Have you heard? The only thing that I tell you, have you heard, is this person has died of COVID. This person, uh, this one has up. Have you heard? Have you heard? Have you heard? Tell them, have you heard Jesus is Lord? Have you heard the angels are crying, holy, holy? Have you heard Jesus is coming soon? Have you heard Jesus? Do you understand? Have you heard? Have you heard that righteousness will cover the earth? Have you heard that? Do you understand? If you're not careful, because it is what you hear. That's what is going to enter. That's why it says, guard your heart with all diligence, for out of it flows the issues of life. Now, your heart is a reservoir. It's what comes into your heart that your heart will reserve. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Your heart will keep. Okay? So, if you don't hear, now, church, that's why I don't understand people who don't come for midweek or follow midweek. Church is two hours on Sunday and on Wednesday, two hours, less than even. How can you, as an adult, Deny yourself of just four hours out of how many hours are in a week? 24 times 7. How can you deny yourself of that? You shouldn't. Why? Because you're a believer. Our Lord Jesus made it clear to you. He says, man shall not live by what? Bread alone. So bread is optional. But the word is not optional. The word is mandatory. You must hear the word. And the Bible says the judge shall live by what? By faith, what is the hearing of God? You must hear God's word. If not, you can't believe God. Why is, it that, why is it that the Bible says, do not judge a matter until you hear from both witnesses? You know why? Even if you hear from the thief, you will condemn the one they stole from without hearing him. He will say, do you know he was passing? And there were 17 televisions there. And they were just playing with it. One day, children will break one. I now decided, because I don't have television, I now decided to just take one television because I knew the child would break it tomorrow. And just take it so that my whole village will watch. If you hear it like that, you say, yeah. Because you've not heard the other side. If you don't hear God, how can you believe God? May the Lord help us. May the Lord help us. So our Lord Jesus even had into that, said, take heed what you hear. Mark 4, 24, take heed what you hear. Every information must be interrogated. Who is speaking? Who is talking to me? Who is sending me that message? Take heed what you hear. Mark 4, 24. Then in Luke 8, 18, our Lord Jesus Christ said, take heed how you hear. Now in this one, I want to believe he's saying to you, you know, if I were you, which I do. When you leave church on Sunday, you've not heard everything. Listen to that message again. Listen to the message on Wednesday again. 
part of what we are considering how to do is to have prayers where we can take prayer points from what was said on Sunday or Wednesday and pray it in and cook it. You see, when you come to church, it's like going to the supermarket. Obwete, which Obwete is Enugu? Um, Wuse market or taco market. And you just buy food stuff, buy food stuff. If you buy yam, can you eat raw yam? You have to cook it. There are some things that you have to sit down and cook. Praise the Lord. You can eat the granite you bought on the way, but there are some that you have to wash, soak, uh, what, salt, disinfect, put in hot water before it's able to benefit you. The word that comes is like that. There are some you get immediately. Praise the Lord. Like, like meat pie, it just enters you, bam, you go. But if you want to eat afang soup, you have to pound the leaf, isn't it? If you want to now eat akara, you have to grind the beans. <laughs> Wash it first, Abby. You know, that's how every sermon, at least the sermon that God gives us in the Father's church, is loaded. It's not what you can just look at and say, okay, Wednesday, you now bring up the note. It, I challenge you, you know what I'm going to ask you to do? After today, those of us that are here, just go back, pick any sermons this year, listen to them. And on Sunday, tell me what you experienced. You realize that you thought you were in church. You didn't get up to 40% of what was there for you. Okay? So that's why he says in Luke 8, 18, he said, take heed how. That's what, after our Lord Jesus finishes speaking to the disciples, when they get back, they say, Master, Oga, come. This thing you said, then they'll ask him. Then what he said in one statement, they will use one, one full page to explain. That's what they would have lost if they did not go back. May we take heed how we hear, so that we can be true believers indeed in Jesus' name. The next one is very deep and very interesting. The Lord will help us. It is what or who you seek. Praise God. It is what or who you seek. Our Lord Jesus said in Matthew 6, 33, we all know it. Seek you first what? The kingdom of God and his what? Righteousness and all these other things shall be added to you. Now, that statement is not made from someone who doesn't know what life is about. Praise God. You know, if Jesus, if our Lord Jesus never came to the earth, if he says that, we will say he doesn't understand landlord wahala. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Anybody here having landlord problem? He knows he will sort it for you. In the name of Jesus, he will make provision for you. And he will make you a landlord as well. And when he makes you a landlord, don't trouble your tenants like your landlord. Okay? He knows landlord wahala. He knows in-law wahala. He knows father wahala. He knows children. He knows brother. His own brother said to him, come, come, this thing you're doing. Please, don't be local champion. If you're anything, please go to the marketplace. Let them know you. He knows everything. The Bible says he was tempted in all points and yet without sin. That's our master. So when he says to me, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and these other things, he knows what will work. Praise God. He knows what will work. Now, how does that affect believing? You see, if my interest is not primarily... The kingdom of God and his righteousness. I will be easily dissuaded, distracted, doubtful, disbelieving, and all of that. Let me show you another scripture. John 5. Put it on the screen for us, please. Let's do from 41 to 44. John 5, 41. The first statement there says, let's, let's read this. It says, I do not what? Receive honor from men. Now, hold it a minute. I do not receive honor from men. Do you know what he's talking about here? You'll see where it concludes. Go down to 44. Let's go read down to 44. 
and see what I'm talking about. Now, 44 says what? Let's read 44 together, everybody. How can you believe who receive honor from one another and do not seek the honor that comes from the only God? Now, the question is this. What is the connection between the honor I'm seeking and my believing? Give us that verse in Amplified, please. 44 in Amplified. This is what it says. Say, how can you believe in me when you seek and receive glory and approval from one another? And yet you do not seek the glory and approval which comes from the one and only God. What's our Lord Jesus Christ saying here? He's saying, if you're going to believe in me, uh, if my words, you know, will become true and lie for you, you must determine from the get-go that you don't care about any other person. You don't care about any other group. You don't care about any other accreditation. You see, the believer, one of the things we are as Christians is that we are the bride of Christ. For a bride to truly please the groom, that bride has to have eyes for how many people? The groom only. The groom only. The groom only. Now, Jesus is saying here, if I live a life and I'm interested in the approval of everybody, I can't believe him. If I'm interested in so-called, it's a, it might be a hard saying, but it's the truth. If I'm interested in success, it will be difficult for me to believe him. A lot of people have decided which direction they're going. A lot of people are pursuing success. And in that pursuit, oh, the devil is throwing a party. Because he says, how can you believe you who look for glory, glory success? You have arrived. You are the biggest. You're the finest, you're the tallest, you're the quickest, you're the this, you're that. It says, how can you believe you who seek and receive glory and approval? You have attained our level. You're the top 10 now, top 5, number 7 biggest, number 12, uh, 13, this. Once that is in your mind, you can't believe God anymore. You know why? Because the people you're seeking their glory, their praise and approval will be playing the music for you. It's a deep one. And maybe it shouldn't even concern you. Maybe it's for people that are high up. He said, I, 41, I do not receive honor from men. Conclusive statement. I do not receive glory and approval from men. So I want to believe God. I determine that every night when I go home, I'm not going to wonder, did they clap for me? Did they applaud me? Did I make it? You know, no. The only thing I ask is, Daddy, of the spirit of God that is inside of you. Was it alright with you? And he says it was alright. You see, the Bible is such a complete book. Noah is a forerunner, isn't it? How many people did Noah succeed in their eyes? In his generation? Not one. If Noah was looking for acceptance, he would have been destroyed with the whole world. He's a forerunner. He says, I do not, as a teacher, as a pastor, as a, as a businessman, as a host, I do not care what they say. I don't care what statistics say. I don't care what president says. All I'm saying is, daddy are my ways. Our Lord Jesus Christ gave us a sermon. He says, he that sent me has not left me. He's always with me because I always do those things that, work, that please him. He didn't say the people are always with me. At the time, Peter left. James left. John left. But the father never left until sin was found on, was put on him. That is a secret you want to take. 
So it doesn't matter. These are the things that free you from am I married or not? Am I having 10 children or not? Do I have a big house? Do I have a small car? All of that are uh, immaterial. Is the father pleased with me? If Joseph did not have this revelation, he wouldn't have finished well. I do not receive honor from men. I want you to say it here. I do not receive honor from men. You can leave the amplified. Let's do the amplified. I do not receive glory and approval from men. Do you know the converse of this story? I do not care whether men shame me or disapprove me. That's freedom. That's deliverance for somebody. That's deliver. It doesn't matter what you're saying. I'm, I don't re- I'm not in your school. I'm not registered in your school. I'm not your student. The school I'm registered to, they have marked me already. Our Lord Jesus, this is what the Father said, Be, this is my beloved son, in whom I am what? What does it matter what Herod is saying? What Pilate is saying? What the Sanhedrin are saying? This is my beloved son, in whom I am what? And that's why we became accepted in the beloved. This is what believers have. If every Christian walking about in this nation had this revelation, we would have changed this nation. Ah, they, they would say they sat you. Let them sack me for his glory. What's the point that I hold the job and the master, my master is not pleased with me? What's the point that I get married and the master is not pleased with me? What's the point that I become a billionaire and my master is not well pleased? What's even the point that I give and I don't give it in alliance with his word? For vain glory. He said, I do not. I do not. That's all I'm saying has to do with believing. 44, let's go to 44 before we leave this point quickly. It says, how can you? The day the Spirit of God showed me this, I had to close my Bible. How can you believe? It means it's impossible to believe when your eyes are. Do you know that most times that's where our eyes are? Ask a lot of people, why do you want this to happen? They'll say, you know, well, uh, uh, my mates, uh, my friends, uh, you know, uh, this and that. This, this is what is working now. This is how you can do it now. This is how you can get it now. Get it for who? If the father didn't send me to get it, if I get it, who am I going to deliver it to? Doesn't the Bible tell us that the 24 elders in heaven, what are they doing? They are bowing down. The crown they have, crown is reward. Crown is honor. What are they doing with their crown? They are casting it at his feet. If all I'm going to get cannot be presented to him, then it's useless to me. What's the point becoming the most popular man or the richest man or the most whatever? If I cannot present it to him and say, Master, this is what you sent me to. How can you believe? That's a problem we have. Many people are pursuing. You listen, you know, based on what I'm teaching you also, I can mention this. I don't listen to a lot of people on television. Once I listen a bit, I just, you know, switch. I listen to some very, you know, on people that you may not like, very old school, some awkward and some all of that. You, you know why? Because a lot of them are wanting to succeed. So they're teaching you business principles. Whereas there is Lagos Business School. They're teaching, they're motivating you. Whereas there are motivators everywhere. They're trying to make you happy. Whereas, I mean, there's Coke, Fanta, you know, uh, to make you happy. They, they're, trying, okay, they're not teaching you the gospel. They're teaching you things that when Jesus comes will be of no use to you. They are not transforming you to the image of the Son of God. The Bible says, this is why I gave you apostles, prophets, teachers, evangelists. That what? For the work of the ministry. That you may come to the fullness of the stature of the man of God. 
That, that is where, what it's about. So if I listen to anybody that is not helping me to look like Christ, I don't waste my time. Because I've prospered as an unbeliever. Why should I use my anointing for? It says, seek ye first of all the kingdom. And these things shall what? Be added. Added. Not um, minus. But added. So I suffer no loss. But if I pursue them and lose the kingdom, what shall it profit a man if he gains the whole world and what? And loses so so the prosperity he will give to me as he measures. Doesn't the Bible say the Holy Spirit gives to each man gives as what? He will let. As he sees me needed, he'll give it to me. As he sees you needed, he'll what? The Bible says to you, my sister, to you, my brother, it says, No good thing shall he withhold what from those who walk upright. He will not. God is love. God is love. He is love. He just doesn't love. He is love. He loves you. He won't withhold it from you. Whereas the enemy, anything that appears good that the devil gives is a trap. Is a bait. The devil has no good thing. The devil is in permanent deficit. He can't lend you money. If he gives you money, he takes more from you. If he gives you anything, he will take more from you. He has no credit to deal with. Praise the Lord somebody. So we will believe because we will seek the praise and the glory that comes from him alone in Jesus' name. The last one, because of our time, will stop there. Hindrances to believing is oneness and solidarity. Remember, our Lord Jesus Christ said, this is the work of God. That word, I believe in him whom he sent. You know what it means to believe in a man? In fact, some of us, some people in our time have actually captured it, but unfortunately, it's in a man that they shouldn't believe in. The way some people defend persons, either politically or religiously, you see that they believe in them. Now, I beg you, never believe in me. Believe the words that I speak. Follow me as I follow Christ. Praise the Lord. But if you see me doing something or teaching something that is contrary to the word of God, don't say because Pastor Kenna said it. If anything, pray for me. If anything, you can call me and say, Pastor, or send me a message. Say, Pastor, I think you're wrong here. Praise the Lord. Don't believe in me. Why? There are many men that are wrong and intelligent, gifted people are there knowing they're wrong, but they believe in the men. There are many people working for organization, working for bosses. I told you on Sunday about the place where I work. In that same office, okay, I hope I won't be. In that same office, there was something they wanted to do. I said, no, I'm not the boss. I said, no, why? Because it was contrary to principle. It was contrary to what was right, you know, for the parties involved. Except for, you know, one or two. I said, no, I will not allow this. I will not sign, approve this money for this purpose. Did it make me become, you know, the favorite of my boss? Well, I don't think he liked me more, but he respected me more. Jesus says, this is the work of, that you might believe in. What am I trying to do? Believing in someone means solidarity. Isn't that what we say? Solidarity. Don't have solidarity as a Christian with any other person apart from Jesus. If you do that, you won't believe him. That's what happens when someone, you know, God forbid, the way I'm preaching now. All of a sudden, you know, maybe money enters my pocket. Plenty money. I become very rich. When I'm now talking, I say, man, to be poor is hell. That if you're poor, God has caused... I mean, what, what, how can need that type of... If not that you have been deceived with riches. Do you understand? To, to say if, if, if you don't... If, this, if you're not making progress. Joseph was making negative progress. How can I judge your transition when I've not seen your destination? People in Nigeria fly Ethiopian air. They are going to London. They leave Africa. They go to further Africa. 
And then from there, they now take a flight to, to Heathrow. When they're going to further Africa, is it not still, is it not still um, UK they're going to? But it's the connection. Who knows the connection God is moving you through? I can't stand here and say, because God has changed my situation. Or because I, I'm married or because I have to, I will now say, this is the anointing, this is the way. No, God is the one who measures it. He, let, let's, you know, let him sanctify the Lord God. He is God. Praise the Lord. All by himself. We worship him, we receive the gifts, we honor him. Anyway, what I'm trying to say, the final one, is solidarity. What it means is this. If you believe in him, you believe in everything. It's almost like where we started from. But let's read the scripture. It will help you. Philippians 1, 29. Philippians 1, 29. Can you give me the amplified version? Let's start from there. Okay, let, let, let's read this. It's okay. Leave. Okay, anyone, anyone you leave is fine. Let's read together, every one of us. For you have been granted the privilege for Christ's sake. Stop there. What have we been granted? Privilege for Christ's sake. What? Not only to believe and confidently trust in him, but what? Also to suffer for his sake. This is where the thing comes to it. Because you know why? Anybody can say, I believe you. Anybody can say, I'm with you. Anybody can say anything. But when he now shifts to this angle, he says, we have been granted the privilege for Christ. Not only to believe, and confidently trust in him. But also to suffer for his sake. So suffering for his sake is an honor. That's what the Bible is saying. It's a, it's a privilege given only to those who believe in him. So there, there are choices you know. That if I make this choice. Because of him. It will cost me something. I beg you young ladies in the father's church. Let it be known. Let the men out there know that you are no good area. They can't, play, they can't touch you anyhow. You're the king's babe. Do you understand what I'm talking about? You belong to the master. Do you know who your husband, the one that is watching over you? The fairest of ten thousands. The lily of the valley. The bright and morning star. You belong to Jesus. You're not someone that people, you're not desperate. You're never desperate. You're the bride of Christ already. You don't need to become the bride of a man to be fulfilled. Do you care what I'm talking about? It says you have been granted not only the privilege to believe, but also to suffer. The Bible tells us of the disciples, when they were beaten, called and, and beaten, the apostles, early, they came back to their company and they rejoiced that they were counted worthy to be beaten for Christ's sake. It's not even too far to go. Some people abuse themselves for Arsenal's sake, for Man U's sake. Some people abuse themselves for Trump's sake, for Biden's sake. I look at them, I laugh. These people don't know you. Insult yourself, quarrel from now until yesterday. They don't know you, but they feel good. Because when people want to say, all oh, those foolish strong people, you're among them. All those foolish Biden people, you're among them. You just feel a sense of identification. Praise God. The Bible says we are being granted the privilege, the privilege to believe in him and also what? To suffer for his sake. This is who we are when we believe in him. That's what Leah Sharibu showed us. She's a believer. She's a believer. There was no negotiation. This is, what, this is what the people of old showed us. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They didn't say, you see, this is where the, the Christianity comes from. They, they didn't say, well, well uh, God will deliver me. And if he won't deliver me, I have to apply wisdom. No. God will deliver me. And if he chooses not to, let his name be glorified. Let's rise on our faith. Let's rise on our faith.
You've been listening to a message by Pastor Ikena Okeke of the Father's Church. We are sure you've been blessed. We invite you to worship with us at Eden Center, Banex Guarimpa Expressway, near Next Kashinkari, Abuja. For telephone 09-290-9000 or 0703-158804. You can find us online at www.thefatherschurchonline.org. God bless you.